New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. New on CuriosityStream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. I'm a scouser. We don't get knocked out. Welcome in to the stochastic.com MMA strength show for UFC London. Tower just make me laugh here right for this show here. UFC London, uh, we just call it the Patty Pimblet Show because that's pretty much what this is here on Saturday. Of course, appreciate everyone tuning in here for the strategy show. We are sponsored by Prize Picks. Talk about those props over Prize Picks later on here in the show. Of course, as always, I'm joined by the fighter Pete Rogers Jr. Good afternoon, Pete. How you doing? Matt Snell, baby. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, crazy card last week, man. And uh, man, uh, Bill Algio came through for me big time because I took a significant stand on him. And <laughs> that was some of the, the sweatiest money that I've ever made because <laughs> I was, uh, I was tripping. I was definitely tripping. And I was like, Oh my God, triangle. And then when he rolled into Mount and he started raining down elbows, I was like, okay, well it's going to be curtains and uh, man, Bill Algio's toughness. And when he got out of that, I said, okay, I, I think he mentally broke Herbert, but all in all fantastic weekend and uh profitable weekend i hope you guys profited as well and we have a another amazing card here early mma and i can't wait to see what the what the fans and what everybody's thinking and i uh, can't wait to you know break it down with you man that was just crazy to see herbert who i mean obviously you know the burns boys they're known for their jujitsu to be able to to just battle off that submission mm. was absolutely insane. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, if I'm Matt Snell, I mean, I think you at least give a little thank you, maybe give a little envelope to Jacob Montalvo say, Hey man, thanks for not stopping that fight. Cause there might've been some, I mean, look, we know there are some referees that might've stopped that fight. You could tell Jacob Montalvo is from Texas. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the fight should have been stopped multiple times. Uh, when, when you start, you know, uh, doing the robot because your brain shut off for a little bit and a couple moments, couple moments uh man about chanel with one of the craziest comebacks of all time and that was a volatile fight and it, it seemed like a volatile fight going into it and uh as long as you had your exposure correct man was it a wild journey yeah man that's where you got to use that, that top fire tool that ownership over at stochastic.com we'll talk about promo we got going on here later on in the show but p let's get right into this main event your boy tom asnall taking on curtis blades and you know, uh, and by the way, the FanDuel salaries just came out. So when we talk about FanDuel here on the strategy show, usually here on the strategy show, FanDuel salaries are not up, but they are out now. So we've got 8,300 for Tom Asphalt on DK, 7,900 for Curtis Blades. Over on FanDuel, 20 for Asphalt, 17 for Curtis Blades. Earlier this morning, I was just kind of, I was going through my DraftKings app and just kind of creating a mock lineup. And, you know, one of the things is I don't, 
I don't know how you can avoid the main event because like, to me, it's like, if you look on the blade side, if he's able to utilize that wrestling game, we know what he can do, racking up points, Astronaut, and you brought up a great point uh, on, on our betting show earlier this week about the jiu-jitsu aspect of his game because, I mean, literally, there is no jiu-jitsu aspect of Curtis Blades' game. Right, yeah. I mean, it's a big step up in competition for my boy Aspinall, and uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He recognizes it, recognizes that it's a very difficult matchup, and uh, of all the contenders, it's the most difficult matchup that nobody wants to take. And, uh, you know, if he... he is then you know able to pull off a victory over Curtis Blades? I think it's going to catapult him into stardom even more so. And um, I wish they didn't do this matchup though. Like I was really rooting for the Tai Tuivasa fight because I just thought that Aspinall could have his way striking or you know incorporating some takedowns. But now you're going up against a fantastic wrestler in Curtis Blades. So I'm a little worried, but I'm still confident that my guy can can do just enough to come away with the victory. And uh, for DraftKings, as Jason just mentioned, it's very difficult to avoid. The salaries are are broken, pretty similar to how Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega were last week. It's just at such a sweet spot. 8,300 for Aspinall, 7,900 for Curtis Blades. Outside of six unbelievable finishes, I would like to think that the salaries in the five rounds in the finishing nature of both of these fighters is going to turn into fantasy goodness and points galore. So um, I would say probably 80% of the time that, you know, one of these fighters are going to be optimal. So a large portion of my, my lineups are going to include the main event. And uh, it's a lean towards Aspinall because I think he has more ways to win. But as far as exposure wise, it's like a 50, 50, just go completely 50, 50 on the fight, get unique elsewhere and uh, you know, just enjoy it. Yeah, the, now there is a video going across MMA Twitter, the fact of about 10 months ago, Tom Astall talked about like he knew at some point he was going to take on Curtis Blades, and he admitted, he's like, look, this is a terrible matchup for me. He, he knows what it is, um, but I do favor Astall, but I'm with you. I, I think you got to get to both sides of this fight. I mean, this may be a situation that I might just go into Cruncher. I might just create a group that says, give me, uh, give me one or the other. Yeah, so that's what I did last week with Ortega and Yair. And, you know, if it went a little bit later, I would have been even better. But because I had so much Yair exposure, it worked out just fine. And uh, I was profitable. Um, I would recommend going to stochastic.fantasycruncher.com, checking out all of our stuff, our articles, our top fighter tool, but also using the Fantasy Cruncher tool where you can create a group and just making sure you get to one of these fighters in the main event. I will touch on quickly that Tom Aspinall back in 2015 fought Stuart Austin, who has gone on and fought in PFL. And uh, he's a pretty talented wrestler and grappler. That is one of the fights in Aspinall's career where he was taken down and controlled on bottom. And he was playing the guard off of his back, which is a recipe for disaster in MMA. Now that is back in 2015. So we're talking seven years ago, but I do believe in development, and I do think that he has developed since that time. If if he has not developed, then this could be a pretty similar performance that Curtis Blades can go out there and replicate. Um, just not going to finish him via submission. He'll probably look to punish him via ground and pound. But again, I'm siding with development. I know it's unknowns. There's unknowns surrounding Aspinall's cardio. I get it, but I'm going to side with my boy, and I just believe in uh, in his prospect going forward. 
I mean, look, to me, the biggest question marks heading into this fight on the Aston side is, I think, A, it starts off with being able to stop the takedown, and then B, what if this fight gets to the third, fourth, fifth round? What does that gas tank look like? But, you know, if you go back and you think about the fight that Curse Blades had against Alexander Volkov, where he just, I mean, what, he racked up 10-plus takedowns? 14. But in, that, but in that fifth round, he was so gassed that he just had nothing left in the tank. So that to me is a question mark as we head to this one, but look, it's a priority fight for me. Of course, we appreciate everyone tuned in for the strategy show. Of course, give us a like and subscribe to the channel so you can keep up with all the shows here over at stochastic.com. Of course, once you subscribe, you got to hit that notification bell so you get that alert when a show goes live here on the channel. Of course, come up here later on today, 6 p.m. Eastern time. We got MLB live before lock for the night slate. And of course, if you're not a Stochastic Plus member, and you want to get a little peek what's behind the paywall, say free pre- today's free premium data and tools are MLB player projections. But we do got a little bit more for you. If you want to try out all of our tools for MLB DFS, now you can. We have set our tools and projections for night slates 100% free. So it's a great way to test out what we have to offer if you're on the fence about subscribing. So be sure to check out that. I was Watching Josh and, and Adam right before the show, I was putting in my head-to-head lineups here. Uh, getting ready, got a little baseball here on the side screen. as uh, Got that Astro stack going on. So uh, but definitely pay attention over there. You got to check out all the tools and data we have over there at Stochastic.com. Let's move over to the co-main event, as it is going to be Chris Curtis taking on Jack Hermanson. And this is the A200-8000 fight on DraftKings. Chris Curtis is the A200 fighter over on FanDuel. $15 for Chris Curtis, $14 for Jack Hermanson initially uh, Darren Till was going to be in the corner of Chris Curtis. However, he decided not to, but I also think that important part of the process in breaking down this fight, Pete is the fact of Sean Strickland has been a main training partner for Chris Curtis for some time. And obviously he is very familiar with Jack Hermanson. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's also each fight is unique. Um, I'm sure that there are some tens and, uh, you know, some tendencies that you can pick up on, of course. And Chris Curtis has been preparing for the large majority of his career and especially the past several fights of sprawl and brawl. And that's that's his way of, of performing in the inside the octagon and picking up bonuses. And, you know, eventually I think his, his takedown defense is truly going to be tested. And I actually think that Jack Hermanson can test him in ways that other fighters can't because Hermanson isn't so one-dimensional. Like if I look at Rodolfo Vieira, I just truly view him as a jujitsu practitioner with um, not low level takedowns, but definitely not, uh, you know, wrestling at a high pedigree. Mm-hmm. So I think Jack Hermanson with his deceptive takedowns and how he can blend things and he can strike pretty well as, you know, also, I, I don't think that um, Hermanson is a a walk in the park for Chris Curtis. And I understand that Curtis has so much momentum on his sides, you know, you know, knocking out Phil Hawes in round one, Brendan Allen in round two, and then getting a decision victory over Rodolfo Vieira. Rodolfo Vieira landed more shots than he probably should have against Chris Curtis. And uh, I think that, you know, Jack Hermanson can leg kick from the outside, have some volume and make Chris Curtis a little tentative and, and look to, you know, shoot underneath him. I'm torn on the fight though. Like I truly am torn because I am a Chris Curtis backer. I'm a, you know, I really like him and I like that. I like his upward trajectory inside the division and Jack Hermanson hasn't really looked the best of late, but you know, 
landing 137 significant strikes against Sean Strickland does mean something and, you know, going to a split decision. So I'm going to view this fight as a slight lean towards the underdog, Jack Hermanson. Um, I tend to think that this fight goes to distance. I don't know why I do, but I think Jack Hermanson's durability for the most part is going to check out. Chris Curtis could get taken down and it could, could, could come down to like the third round of who really wants it the most. So 8,200, 8,000 tends to sneak into the optimal lineup more often than not. I'm somewhat neutral, and usually I'm not like this for this salary range, but uh, it's going to be a slight lean towards Jack Hermanson for me. What about you? It's a slight lean for Chris Curtis because right. of his striking abilities. Now, look, you know, the, the thought process on Chris Curtis prior to coming into the UFC was the fires that were able to have success against him. You have a little problem with there with that chair again? Yeah, bro. Yeah, the chair, the chair. We got to we got to make a tournament to get a nice chair. I thought of that about five minutes ago. I was like, is he sinking again? Yeah, as I'm talking too, it's just like I'm, you know, walking downstairs, you know, so. Oh, uh, goodness gracious. Uh, but to get back to what my point was, as I see you sinking on camera here, um, is the thought process of going up against Chris Curtis has been challenge him with the grappling yeah. um and of course obviously rodolfo vier and i think that played a lot into of why rodolfo vier had the success that he had because chris curse is mindset was thinking this guy has to get me to the ground uh, i mean look i think in terms of if you tell me it's optimal one side or the other i think it's probably more likely it's optimal for for jack hermanson because of the takedown abilities yeah. you, you got you have to imagine like if you're in the hermanson camp that's got to be the mentality of hey, let's take this matchup to the ground. Let's let's not try to get into a striking matchup. Um, you know, so I, I give a slight lean to Chris Curtis, but I think in GPPs I might be a little heavier. I haven't and, and I haven't done any crunches yet to make lineups. Yeah, but I have a feeling for GPPs I might be a little higher on Hermanson than I am uh, on Chris. Yeah, so for like I like Chris Curtis and I hope that he wins, but whenever I see Jack Hermanson landing two takedowns against Marvin Vittori, granted it's a five round fight. I just, you know, there's Marvin Vittori's really, really strong and a pretty damn good wrestler. So um, I think Chris Curtis has to be on his P's and Q's and just could be fight a, a perfect fight to not get taken down once. Because even one takedown can lead to a submission. And uh, on, on the regional tape, we have seen Curtis struggle. I think that he's developed since then. Mm -hmm. So personally, I'm picking Chris Curtis, but from a value standpoint, 8,000 makes it so much easier to get to a ton more in your lineups. And, uh, you know, I'll be neutral to it. I I'm going to get to a ton in this fight. And, and something you have to know is the fact that Chris Curtis is really a 70er, not an 85er here. Yeah. And and there you could have a little bit of a size difference uh, in this matchup. Uh, let's move on to the next matchup. We got Patty Pimlet taking on Jordan Levitt. Of course, this has really been the, the kind of the talk of the, you know, in terms of the MMA community in this one. Uh, Patty Pimblett, I mean, look, I think that this is a, and, and I've correlated how he's been match made to way Sean O'Malley's team ma have match made him up to this point of just finding yourself in the right matchups. I was watching Patty Pimblett's conversation with me yesterday. And the only concern I have is, is he being a little too emotional heading this one? Like, look, he should win this fight. If Jordan Levitt pulls this off, it's to me because Jordan Levitt is able to make this into a grappling match. You tell me this thing's on the feet. I think we're getting a Patty Pimlet knockout at some point. 
Yeah, somebody's going to knock out Patty Pimlet, and I don't think it's Jordan Levitt. Now, he could land something stupid, a spinning back fist, a looping shot, because Patty Pimlet's chin is going to be exposed, and it's going to be straight up in the air. Um, you know, Jordan Levitt could literally close his eyes and land a shot against Patty Pimlet, and, uh, you know, it could be over because we've seen Patty just get hit so many times, but his toughness is always on display. And I truthfully don't think that Jordan Levitt's the guy that's going to, uh, as I sink again, I don't think that. <laughs> that's Jordan, not what I'm laughing about. <laughs> okay. I don't think that Jordan Levitt's the guy that's going to be able to, uh, you know, get a victory and derail the hype train. I think Patty Pimlet's striking looked ever improved against Luigi, uh, Luigi Vendramini and picking up a win against Kazula Vargas. Now, Jordan Levitt, did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more could win a round and make a second round extremely close by landing a takedown or stifling the offense of Patty Pimlet on the feet. I think Patty should sprawl and brawl and, you know, make Jordan Levitt pay for all the stuff that he's been talking about in the media. Both of these guys seem to be a little bit, you know, uh, amped up for this fight and Patty more so than anybody. He seems to, you know, be emotional, as you mentioned. And uh, when you're emotional, sometimes you, you make mistakes I do think that Patty's the A side of the fight. Truthfully, not a fight I'm just like in love with from a GPP perspective. It's Patty Pimlet via KO, or this is going to go the distance. I don't foresee either one of these guys submitting one another, truthfully. Um, and uh, like Jordan Levitt might be a, a popular underdog this week because a lot of people are waiting for Patty to lose. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen in pretty terrible fashion. I just don't think that Jordan Levitt's the guy to do so. So 8,900, I'll get to Patty Pimblett. I'll sprinkle Levitt at 7,300. And uh, I think that this fight might be pretty boring, truthfully. Like it'll be, there will be moments when it's exciting, but I could literally see Jordan Levitt holding on to a single leg or a double leg, refusing to let go and Patty making the crowd start to boo. So we'll have to see. Whenever two grapplers tend to match up, it tends to be a striking matchup. But I think Levitt's going to do everything in his power to not strike with Patty. That's why I think the over eight and a half fight time on price picks is a very intriguing play for Patty Pimblett. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with I, it. No, I, I, now, now, here's the thing. I don't want to make that play right now. I want to wait till Saturday because I think people are going to, that number is going to come down because of, of how people play. Now, by the way, the reason I was laughing, not because of your share, okay. is our guy Tyler put in a poll up over in, in the YouTube chat. Who wins? Patty the Batty Pimblet or Jordan Twerk on 11? That's awesome. I didn't even I, see that. I, okay, let me ask you this. Pete, how much would someone have to pay you to twerk on your opponent after a win? I ain't twerking on nobody. The answer I should be I, I, would, I would totally do the Patty Pimblet Modern Warfare 2 celebration <laughs> if somebody upset me enough. So the, no, the funniest part of that is Patty getting asked during a media day to explain what teabagging is. He's going to squat up and down as close as he can without getting yelled at by the referee. So I love <laughs> it. Um, like, how does that come up in a press conference? Like, what bro, makes you they go? They headlines, and they want 
they want just, you know, it's a, it's an interesting, you, you have to give it to the reporter for doing it because you know that it, it just made for great entertainment. Like, I mean, obviously I, I know questions get asked for clicks, but it's one of those things If I initially saw on Instagram, I'm like, what world am I living in, in a press conference that someone is bringing up teabagging? Like what world am I in? 2022, the strangest year, past two <laughs> years ever. So, uh, yeah. But, I mean, like, I'm not really enthused. I think that this matchup is just strange. I think Jordan Levitt is extremely strange. Um, I think that his grappling, he can win minutes from top position. And I worry about Patty Pimblett searching for some of these bailout, Hail Mary type of submissions like flying triangles and, you know, playing jiu-jitsu off of his back and, losing minutes in an MMA fight. So if Jordan Levitt, Levitt wins, I honestly could see like a 65, 70 point performance. And I don't think it's going to be optimal given 14 fights and all these finishes that I'm predicting. Yeah, no doubt about it. Of course, uh, if you want to get access to all the great Stochastic Plus tools that we have for nearly every DFS sport out there, you got to sign up for, for a Stochastic Plus Platinum Pass. This includes full access to all the premium content tools on Stochastic.com, including player projections, ownership projections, lineup builder, our Discord channel, and so much more. And if you're a new user of Stochastic Plus, then you can save 50% off your first week of any Stochastic Plus pass. All you got to do is click that link in the video description below to activate the offer, or you can head over to Stochastic.com. Use the promo code MMA Strategy Show, all caps, one word. That's MMA Strategy Show for 50% off your first week of any weekly package. Of course, you can use that just for an MMA weekly package. Check that out right now. Uh, when, in terms of our MMA product, I, I talk about every week. As I'm developing my lineups, I love going to that top fire tool because it gives you everything that you need. You want ownership, projections, fight length, all types of tools over there. That is a tool I'm, I'm looking at. Of course, uh, that ownership is the, the tool that I'm really looking at. Of course, uh, about an hour ago, uh, the tools and data were updated over there. So uh, you got to check out that over there. As uh, you look at Patty Pebble, what I mean, look, I, the ownership to me, I thought it'd be higher than what currently it's sitting at, Pete. I'm I'm really surprised it's not a higher number than than what it is right now. So that's something to check out over there at stochastic.com. Sign up for that MMA weekly pass. Be sure to use that promo code MMA Strategy Show where new users can get 50% off your first week. And of course, we got MMA every week. Next week, we got the Dallas show, the pay-per-view. So a great time to join stochastic.com. Of course, we got all of our LB coverage. As well, let's move over to the next matchup. It's a light heavyweight matchup. Nikita Krylov taking on Alexander Gustafsson. Nikita Krylov, 8,600. Gustafsson, 7,600 on DraftKings over on the FanDuel side of the equation. $17 for Krylov, $13 for Gustafsson. I don't know what to expect out of Alexander Gustafsson. Hasn't fought since 2020. Now he's back at 205 pounds. Uh, Nikita Krylov to me, it's, it's almost like a, a first seven and a half minutes or bust with him. Yeah. If you tell me this thing's hitting the third round, I do like Gustafsson. Yeah. So, I mean, this week seems like a high variance week where you got a ton of volatile matchups, a couple confident, you know, 9,000 plays that we will get to, but you know, Krylov has had some momentum and has looked good and he was dominating against Paul Craig until he ended up getting a little too overconfident and got, you know, caught by Paul Craig's active guard. And it's happened to so many fighters and uh, Nikita looked great early. And the issue is that Alexander Gustafson has stepped away from the 
from the sport and is looking to hop right back in and get against one of the guys who's been acclimated in the cage. Now, champion, former, you know, championship experience, you know, fighting against John Jones and whatnot. We, we know that Alexander Gustafson had potential and several years ago, he would have walked right through Nikita Krylov, but it's 2022. And outside of being a part of his camp, we don't really know how he's looking. We don't know how serious he is. We don't, there are tons of unknowns when you go into fights. You got, you know, fighters with bad weight cuts as, you know, we had what, Onama the, a couple weeks ago or whoever. Or like there's there's some fighters that are massively favored that, mm-hmm. you know, may not be at their best. And uh, with all the unknowns here, I'm going to have to side with the guy Nikita Krylov who has been acclimated and did look good. And I worry about him getting finished as this goes on from a a betting perspective. I would just much rather target the under two and a half. I think, I don't think that this goes the distance. I think somebody's going to get finished. We have seen Nikita Krylov's fight IQ pop up from time to time. If Alexander Gustafson is even at 80% of what he used to be, I think that he, he makes it look pretty good against Nikita Krylov by even landing takedowns. So uh, as far as underdogs, you could do worse than Gus at 7,600. I'm going to target this fight in general, but I'll be picking Nikita Krylov at 8,600 just because of him being inside the octagon more recently. And Joshua in the chat brings up a great point. This fight was four years ago. Gustafsson is probably a four to one betting favorite. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the issue is, you know, the time off and the sport is ever evolving. So if you're not a part of it or you're not training, and you're not being, you know, tested. I don't know. I, I think that this is a, a nice spot for Nikita Krylov to pick up a huge victory over a big name fighter in Alexander Gustafson. And in Gus's past three fights, he's been he's been finished. You know, great competition. And I think the the resume speaks for itself. Losing to John Jones in the third round via a KO TKO, Anthony Smith in the fourth round via rare naked, and first round with his experiment against Fabricio Verdum as a heavyweight in round one. So uh who the heck knows what's going to happen here? I'm picking Krylov, though. I think I'm going to pick Gustafsson. Okay. I mean, like, as far as for DFS? It would be my straight-up play with Gustafsson. I just I don't know if he'd be a great DFS score because I'm like you. I think this is where this is going to be a car where we probably need 650-plus points to be optimal. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a sneaky path to victory of him landing takedowns and you know even against john jones we saw that he he landed takedowns so he landed one of eight against john jones and just being able to mix things up and landing in top position against a guy who has questionable fight iq fight iq who has worse i'd probably say nikita krylov's fight iq is worse and uh how when he loses he tends to get fit gets finished but i'll be picking krylov you'll be picking gus and uh as far as exposure gus will be one of my most heavily exposed underdogs. I mean, look, I don't mind getting to to Krylov as a GPP play. I don't think I, this is a fight. I don't think I would get there in cash. This is more of a GPP play yeah, on, on the Krylov side. Uh, let's move over next. So you got Molly McCann taking on Hannah Goldie. 9,300 for Molly McCann. 6,900 for Hannah Goldie. And then $22 and $9 respectfully over on the FanDuel side of the equation. Uh, you know, the one thing is I, when I look at the Hannah Goldie uh, aspect in this one is how will she handle the volume and pace of Molly McCamp? 
Well, I'll tell you what, from a stature standpoint, I was pretty blown away of how similar they are. Both 5'4", similar reach, um, and similar volume. So, like, Molly McCann brings it and throws 5.83 significant strikes per minute. Hannah Goldie, small sample size, but 6.05 significant strikes per minute. And they both uh, absorb high force of uh, significant strikes. So, this could be a – we see competitive – you know, matchups on the feet all the time. And, you know, women's MMA underdogs are always making a case for themselves of getting some exposure. I'm not going to unclick Hannah Goldie just because I think, you know, in women's MMA, crazy things happen, arm bars from guard and um, competitive fights and just reversals and tons of activity. Molly McCann has more ways to win in this bout though. Like she should go right through Hannah Goldie because of her ability to mix things up. She averages 1.79 takedowns per 15 minute. And that's fantastic. I, I, I like how she can blend things together. I actually think that she will pay off her price tag there. So, uh, you know, 9,300, really, really hefty price tag. But when you look at her box scores and you see what she's able to do and the pace that she, you know, pushes, there was a time when against Diana Belbita, she shot 14 takedown attempts, landed only five of them and won a decision and and scored 109 fantasy points. So I actually think that 100 points is pretty likely for Molly McCann, but I will never, ever, ever unclick women's MMA underdog unless they are absolutely atrocious. And I don't think Hannah Goldie's all that good, but the fact that she can compete on the feet with a high-volume striker, I'm going to have to keep her in at least just a little bit. By the way, Josh, uh, no way in hell would I ever do a shoey bet. Yeah, no, I know. If you see me do a shoey, you need to put me in the Uber right now. <laughs> we'll have to figure out. We'll have to find something unique. Like we can't, we can't uh, be doing shoeies. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just disgusting. Yeah, no. Um, we we got to I mean, find out, do something unique and you ever uh, gone, we'll come up with something. Have you ever tried the old uh, raw egg in the beer? I used to do that in college and tell people it was to keep my protein to carb ratio accurate. Oh, and it would terrible. really throw people off. I think I, I think I'd rather do a, a shoey. That's horrible. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, that's that's all right. All right. Awesome. You got you got you gotta do the shoey out of Pete Senior shoe. What then what do you choose? I'd probably still do the shoey. I am not putting an egg in a beer. Uh, <laughs> golly. We'll figure out something though, because um, you know, I, I like it when we take stands on opposite fighters and uh like like look like I'm I'm waiting for to be in a bar environment with Tatu of Asa and I see someone do a shoey. I it's gonna happen at some point. You know it is. Oh yeah, for sure. But I'm no way am I doing a shoey. No way. That that is not happening at all. Uh let's move on to the next matchup. It's the opening fight of the main card. Light heavyweights, Vulcan Olsmere and Paul Craig. Vulcan Olsmere, 8,500, 7,700 for Paul Craig. And then over on FanDuel, you got $16 for Olsmere. $13 for Paul Craig. Uh, you know, one of the things that is kind of a concern for me in a little bit is Ozmir, the fact that he's not been training in the United States now for some time. He's had some visa issues. I believe he's done some work there at All Stars um, in preparations for this one. I mean, look, the, the, Pete, the mentality's got to be if you're coaching Vulcan Ozmir, if the if the number one priority is if he pulls guard, don't fall him to the ground. Mm. Yeah. I mean, stay out of Paul Craig's guard at all costs. I mean, um, you even saw Nikita Krylov, who was beating up Paul Craig from his guard, 
fell victim to the dangerous submission attempts that Paul Craig has. And uh, that's the only knock on Craig is his acceptance of back bottom position Mm -hmm. where he's just okay playing off of his back because he will get beat up from time to time on the feet. He doesn't seem to be the most durable guy, but with all that being said, I do think his striking has improved and his striking has improved over the years as evident in the, uh, the Shogun rematch the fact that he can chain takedowns or aggressively pursue takedowns. He just needs one. He really just needs one. So as far as paths to victory, I think that he has more paths to victory than Volkan Ozdemir. Ozdemir has high KO upside on this slate, truthfully. Really has high KO upside on this slate. But I, I think I got to go with my, with my guy, Paul Craig, just as far as underdogs that Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. You know, always tend to, to come through for me. Um, I don't love the matchup for him. I think that the momentum is clearly on his side and he's been absolutely fantastic. And you have Volkan Ozdemir facing tough competition, losing to Yuri Prohoshka and then against Magomed Ankalaev prior to that, a win over Alexander Rakic. So the Rakic win has definitely uh, aged well, even though Rakic is out due to injury for quite some time. Um, I'm going to be split exposure on this fight. I'll be rooting for for Paul Craig, but I feel like this is an optimal fight. There's no way that I'm not getting to, uh, there's no way that I'm, I'm avoiding getting to, uh, to no time Vulcan Ostemir here. It's just because of Paul Craig's, you know, susceptibility of getting cracked by a shot and wobbled on the feet, man. So uh, he was knocked down against Khalil Roundtree, knocked out against a Tyson Pedro. It could happen again, but man, the momentum is too strong to avoid. So I'll be siding with uh, Paul Craig. One of the things of looking at that top fire tool and looking at ownership, the fact of in terms of overall fight ownership, this is what sticks out to me. The fact of it's not one of your more higher owned fights. And and to me, this has got GPP yeah. written all over because you know what Paul Craig can do if the matchup gets to the ground. Of course, we know what Vulcan Ozmir can do on the feed. To me, it's got to be a fight that you definitely look at in terms of building your GPP lineups. Of course, this is the stochastic.com MMA strategy show, and we are sponsored by 
live prize picks. They got their daily prop based contest. Of course, be sure to use that promo code awesome. for a hundred dollar instant first match deposit. So deposit a hundred dollars they give you a hundred. If you only want to deposit 20, they give you $20. Of course, they got no sharks, optimizer or mass entries. Five player lines can net you up to 10 times your entry fee. Of course, use the knowledge you have on multiple source with cross sports entries. Of course, uh, click that link in the video description below to head to pricepicks.com or download their app in the app store or Google play. And uh, there was definitely some props, Pete, that stuck out to me today. Fight time, Tom Aspinall, 15 minutes. I think this is an underplay. I do think it's under as well. Um, There are question marks surrounding both guys. And I'm not sure it's going to reach the championship rounds. Tom Aspinall hasn't really been in the second round that often. Never mind the third. Never mind beyond that. So uh, I'm going to say under. As I look over at the fantasy scores, the Patty Pimlet one is interesting to me at 96 and a half. And something you got to know is a first round finish is worth 100 points. I, I'm. I'm tempted to play the over in that one. I think if you're going to play the over, I think you need to get it on it now because I think as time goes on over the next 24 hours, that number is going to skyrocket. But that's one of the ones that I'm looking at. I'm also the under nine and a half on the key crawl off is another one that, that sticks out to me. See, I got to be honest for me, my least favorite part is the, the fantasy score um just of how difficult it can be at times i'd much rather target the fight times the takedown props the significant strikes i think there's better ways and it seem you seem to have more of an edge when you do so like that mm-hmm. uh you need a lot to go right in predicting the rounds the method and the score um especially on the prize picks platform which i think it's just cool that you can bet on takedowns and significant strikes whereas like you know what I mean? It's different that way. So I'd much rather be be looking at the the unders of the time, and it, it's such an edge when you can do so. Mention about those takedowns, Jack Hermanson one and a half. I it's that's tough. That's tough. I I think I, that it's an overplay. I, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I mean, you can get so unique with this. I can't put up my my prize picks right now, but I do know that there are some uh, some fantastic lines out there. So uh, always be wise to the the takedowns. And I always say you have to when you see a number on Thursday, you really like you got to jump on these numbers now. Like I will tell you this: if you're looking at maybe getting some better numbers on Patty Pimblet, maybe you want to make an underplay on Patty Pimblet. I would just wait. Yeah, so because I mean, you, you, those numbers are going to skyrocket, right? I think like looking at what I can see from Tyler's screen right now, uh, the over two takedowns from Mark Chikasi makes a ton of sense. The over one and a half takedowns from Molly McCann makes a ton of sense. Um, those are those are ones that I would look to target. Uh, let's move on to the next matchup. We got Mason Jones taking on Klein here, nine two hundred for Jones, seven thousand for Klein, twenty one. Dollars on FanDuel for Mason Jones, $10 for Klein. Pete, what's your take? You ready for this? Mason Jones might be my favorite fighter on the entire slate. Oh, God. I thought you were going to go the other way. And I was, oh, I was about no, to no, go no, grab no. drink and be like, oh, Jesus, I need no. to drink it, Pete. Sorry. No. <laughs> so, like, I, I try not to. I, you guys know I checked the, the betting market second to last and the, the DraftKings salaries last. So, I figured he was going to be a massive favorite. Um, sometimes when I take stands on certain fighters, they're in that 
high 8,000, 8,600 and up range. Uh, the fact that Mason Jones has a 9,200 9, price tag on him doesn't scare me away because I honestly think it's warranted. Now, I've been doing a lot of deep research on Mason Jones and just kind of like through social media and all of that. He's actually been fully preparing to fight on this card. Even though it's a short notice mm -hmm. acceptance, he's been fully prepared to, uh, to get this opportunity. And he seemed in, in the media day, he seemed to be like a man on a mission where uh, he was a dominant champion regionally and then had that banger of a fight against Mike Davis, one of the best fights that you can go back and watch. And Mike Davis is so skilled. So he scored 56 points in that loss. And that lit a fire because he went out there and he put on a hell of a performance, hell of two rounds against Alain Patrick and was on his way to extremely surpassing 100 points. And then an unfortunate eye poke, I believe it was, ended that bout. David Onama, who has turned out to be a fantastic fighter in his own right, uh, he was able to put together tons of combinations and land eight of 14 takedowns. My love for Mason Jones on this slate is his is versatility and how he can mix things up. So the pressure that he's going to put on Ladovic Klein, I think is going to be massive. And, you know, when Ladovic Klein is starting to get comfortable in the striking, I think that we'll see Mason Jones change levels, uh, initiate the grappling and look to beat him up there as well. So this is a guy that checks all the boxes for me. He's a little hittable at times. And that is my one worry of Ladovic Klein landing a massive shot. But the pressure, the preparation, and the skill all seem to check out. I'm going to be massively overexposed to Mason Jones. And as every week, if the person I'm planting my flag on does not come through, then it's not going to be a good night for me. But I'm a big Mason Jones backer this week. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a good spot here for Mason Jones. I For a second there, I was like, oh, no, is no, Pete no. about to throw me a curveball? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I got I gotta wonder about that. Yeah. Uh, let's move over next up. We got Demir Havich taking on Mark Jai Casey. Jai Casey 9100, 7100 for Havich, 21 for Mark on FanDuel, nine dollars for Havich. And uh, you know, the last fight with, with Mark, we really saw the fact of him going and showing his overall mixed martial arts game for a long time, but just been known as a striker. But the last time out, man, he just he went down. He he went to Takedown City. He he was driving that bus to Takedown City last time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Holy moly! And uh, he needed to do that against uh, Vacheslav Borshev, Slava Claus, because Sla uh, Slava Claus is a fantastic striker. And uh, you know the knock on him has been defending takedowns. He's able to defend a few and get back to his feet. But little did he know that Mark Chakase he was going to chain wrestle him consistently he went 11 of 18 in the takedown department which which absolutely shattered the slate he scored 118 fantasy points and uh no he was only priced at 7500 so now he's priced up at 9100 i think that there's a similar path to victory here i just worry if he Im imposes the same game plan I, I think that he can mix it up against demir hadjevich but um you know, Hadjovic might, might have some moments because he's a talented striker with pretty lacking uh, takedown defense. Uh, he, he defended seven takedowns against Christos Chiagos and six takedowns against Alain Patrick. Against Alain Patrick, he still lost that fight because he was taken down several times. So um, the, the better minute winner, in my opinion, is Mark Chikese. 
I'm still going to have some exposure to Demir Hadzovic because of his high volume striking. If he is able to, you know, lure Mark Chikese into a brawl um, and keep it on the feet or even knock him out. But I, I'm going to be picking Mark Chikese here at 9,100. I think he's a fine play. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Next up, we'll move on to a featherweight matchup. You got Nathaniel Wood taking on Charles Rosa. Nathaniel Wood, 9400 6800 for Charles Rosa. $23 for Wood, $8 for Rosa. Of course, uh, Nathaniel Wood, first fight in two years, stepping up in weight, coming from weight to the featherweight division in this one. Of course, we all know about Charles Rosa. Uh, I spoke to Charles Rosa about uh, probably about three weeks ago at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, the big thing with him is he's made some changes. Um, most notably, not training at American Top Team anymore. Uh, he does his morning morning sparring at Killcliff FC, formerly known as Sanford MMA. I see you shake your head over that there. That pisses me off every um, time I hear it. He is still working with his longtime um, coach and w- was his manager at one point, mm-hmm. Charles McCarthy. Uh, and, and the thing that he he sat there, he said to me, he goes, he's like, he, he was when I was on ATT, Mike Brown would just ridicule me of just the fact of you can't play jujitsu off your back and win rounds. Unless you're submitting the guy, you can't win it. And he said that uh, part of this training set camp has been the fact of every time he finds himself on his back, he owed his coach a hundred dollars. Every time he was in top position, he got a hundred dollars. There's some motivation for you. Damn. Or, or he might be broke because I tell you what, <laughs> of, of how he has been inside the octagon. Goodness gracious. He's been on his back quite some time. And obviously it's great that he's making changes because fighters are going to, uh, you know, develop over time. And they're also going to try to change and correct their mistakes. And um, I'm sad that it took them this long to realize that being on your back and will, uh, you know, lose you some MMA fights. He's been dominated in the wrestling department because he's comfortable for fishing for submissions. Now, um, I do think that Nathaniel Wood can take him down. I, I think that Nathaniel Wood might actually be a more natural featherweight than a bantamweight because he's starting to get older. So they're striking upside to Nathaniel Wood, and guess what? If Charles Rosa is working on getting back to his feet, that could lead to more takedowns for Nathaniel Wood. Mm-hmm. So maybe Nathaniel can take him to takedown city. Um, I'm not a big Rosa backer this week, 6,800. Uh, he has Hail Mary submission attempts, and he's been put in tons of bad positions, even on the regional scene, and his active guard has bailed him out. I have Nathaniel Wood. Um, I, I view him in such high regard but I do think that this line is kind of getting out of whack. If you want me to be honest, I, I mm-hmm. think it should be more like a 250, you know, not where it is right now. So 9,400 rich price tag, multiple paths to victory in my opinion, but I'm thinking it's going to go late and it's going to be a dominant decision for uh, Nathaniel Wood. And a comment in the section brings up the point. The fact of, that Charles Rosa does not have a win in the UFC against mm-hmm. someone who is currently in the UFC. I mean, it's, it's one of these things of, I want to see what these two guys look like during the ceremony weigh-ins when they stare down. I want to see if we see a noticeable size difference between the two with Wood coming up to 45. I mean, we could, right? We could. I just still think from a volume aspect, like even if it remains on the feet, you have Rosa who will switch stances. I just don't think that he can keep up with the volume and pace of Nathaniel Wood and uh, six strikes per minute for Nathaniel Wood, small sample size, three for uh, Charles Rosa. So uh, it's Nathaniel Wood. I think he's a fine play. 
Now let's move on to the next matchup. You got Jonathan Pierce taking on Maquan Amirakani. Amirakani, 7,500. JSP, he's 8,700 on DraftKings. Over on the FanDuel side of the equation, $18 for JSP, $12 for Amirakani. B, what's your take? My take is that Maquan Amirakani is one of the underdogs on the slate that has some of the best round one odds. And that's how I like to build lineups as well as is putting my finger on which underdogs if they were to win have a have a path to victory inside rounds one and two because that's how you break a slate you know getting an underdog to squeak out a decision and get you 60 70 points isn't necessarily optimal all the time but finding underdogs that if they win can win inside the distance is my is my way of developing lineups and makwana mirkani has some of the best submission skills for this division and pretty sneaky because um, his anaconda choke, he lures his opponents into it as evidenced in the uh, Mike Rundy fight, uh, the Danny Henry fight, the Chris Fishgold fight, the uh, Masio Fullen fight. So like these, he's able to attack the, the head and arm quite, quite easily. And if there's anything from Jonathan Pierce that, you know, did you know that was negative was against Christian Rodriguez who stepped up on sh- uh, relative short notice and consistently put himself in poor positions. Uh, he's a good wrestler, definitely a good wrestler. Went six of ten in the takedown department, six of eleven prior to that against Omar Morales. But his fight IQ and submission IQ was non-existent because it looked like Christian Rodriguez was on his way mm-hmm. to spoiling the uh you know the fight for jonathan pierce like he was gurgling in a guillotine several times mm-hmm. um and uh his chin didn't look all that all that great as the fight went long so it's a makwan or Khani play for me at 7500 i think that he can test jonathan pierce mm-hmm. despite the the cardio issues that are surrounding makwan or Khani throughout his ufc tenure i feel like they're pretty even with jonathan pierce so i'll be siding with makwan or Khani at 7500 just because I think that there's upside, but this is a matchup where I can see the winner of it getting massive mm-hmm. points. Move on. Next matchup, uh, got, uh, Muhammad Makayev taking on Charles Johnson. Makayev, 9500 $6,700 for Johnson, $22 for Makayev over on FanDuel, $8 for Johnson. Obviously, Makayev, a uh, very talented prospect that a lot of people are high on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the kid's good. I think he's nasty. Um, I will tell you that flyweights are relatively competitive. And uh, with such a, a high active, high activity type of weight class, you can you can have some competitive matchups. And finishes for the long time were not so common in the flyweight division. So that's where Muhammad Makayev's debut was like extremely impressive because you know he he opens as a massive favorite over Cody Durden and he lands a flying knee and follows it up with a beautiful guillotine choke and a little modified choke um, and, and gets him out of there relatively quickly, you know, landing 126 uh, fantasy points. My issue here is just the unknown surrounding Makayev. And I, I, I'm a big prospect guy. You, you guys know that I love prospects and I put my stamp on certain fighters and, you know, Romanov and Hamza and Aspinall are just a few Manon Firo. So I'm not sold on Makayev. Like, I think he's nasty and I think his wrestling is really, really good. And he should win this fight. If he had a, uh, a low level opponent, it should be a smash all day for Makayev because he has so much upside, especially even at 9,500, but against Charles Johnson, a guy, LFA, former LFA, former champ, 
um, pretty good striking experience as the fight goes late. I think Charles Johnson's going to, uh, you know, get taken down several times. But one thing that's pretty sneaky is Charles Johnson has prepared for this fight by training with Jordan Burroughs. That can go a long way. I still think that he's going to lose this fight, but I'll be sprinkling Charles Johnson in as the ultimate dart throw. Now, the next two matchups are both matchups that feature one fire with a significant reach advantage. In this first matchup, you got a six-inch reach advantage for Jai Herbert as he is taking on Kyle Nelson. Jai Herbert, he has 9,000. Kyle Nelson, 7,200. Over on the FanDuel side of the equation, $20 for Herbert and eleven for Nelson. It will be very sad if uh, Jai Herbert gets knocked out by Kyle Nelson. Now it's extremely live. I think Nelson's a live underdog because he throws heat and he's aggressive early on. And Jai Herbert's durability has not checked out uh, throughout a lot of his career. And when he loses, he loses in spectacular fashion, pretty bad. Like uh, Francisco Trinaldo knocked him out really, really bad. Despite looking good early, Ilya Taporia knocked him out in the second round, but guess what? He had Ilya Taporia knocked down because of a head kick and he looked like he was on his way to upsetting him. So the skills are there for Jai Herbert. I think skills-wise, he is extremely, extremely and far superior to uh, Kyle Nelson. It's just, does he get hit with a shot, even, even if he's picking apart Kyle Nelson, and then his durability just can't hold up. So this is a volatile matchup. I think Herbert wins this fight more often than not. I'm siding with Herbert. I think it's going to be an action-packed fight. But Kyle Nelson, one of the most live dogs on the slate. Then the other matchup has got a uh, sizable reach advantage for one fire. And this one is seven inches. Amanda Baum taking on Victoria Leonardo. Leonardo, 7,800. Uh, Mandy is 8,400. And then over on FanDuel, $15 for Mandy, $14 for Victoria. Really not the most excited about this matchup, if you want me to be honest. Um, I think it's going to go the distance. I wasn't impressed with Mandy Baum in her debut against Ariane Lipsky. She threw 108 significant strikes, landed only 36, uh, attempted four takedowns, um, had relatively no control time at all, looked a little lost out there. Victoria Leonardo, if you go go back and you check out her resume, she's fought the tougher competition. Um, she may has she may have lost to a lot of it, but at least she's been in there with some top talent that will test her. So. I think it's a lean towards Victoria Leonardo and I hate it because it just seems like the ugliest fight ever, but we know that women MMA underdogs sneak their way into, you know, contending for the fight or, or trying to squeak out a close decision. I think the same can happen here. She's fought Miranda Maverick twice, uh, Aaron Blanchfield, uh, Manon Firo, Melissa Gatto. I'm going to side with, with Victoria Leonardo, but, really, really low level confidence on this. Pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the opening fight of the night will be Nicholas Dalby taking on Claudio Silva, 8,800 for Nicholas Dalby, 7,400 for Silva. And then 19 for Dalby on FanDuel, $16 for Silva. Uh, we had the, the comment in the chat last week. What was it? 49% of the fights this year or, yeah. you know, have the first fight of the night has been optimal. So it's always a fight we got to look at, but uh, I mean, I just don't know if I want to trust Nicholas Dalby. I don't know. I think the odds are a little too wide. Um, and that's where I'm leaning slightly towards Claudio Silva, despite him looking horrible in his past two fights against court McGee and James Krause. Um the issue here is just the consistency for both fighters. And, you know, father time is undefeated and Claudio Silva in 2022 is not the same fighter he used to be. 
back in 2014 when he looked really good. Even in 2018 and 2019 when he got victories over Nordin Taleb and Danny Roberts, I did like what I saw from his social media posts um, training an American top team. You know that they're going to have him prepared, especially with Steve Mako and the wrestling department and all the striking coaches there as well. And I actually thought that his, his striking looked improved. It's his cardio that is horrendous. So I view Mandy Bone, Victoria Leonardo, and Claudio Silva, Nicholas Dalby, almost the same, like low-level confidence with this fight. Um, I would like to think that prime Dalby knocks out prime Claudio Silva, but Dalby has not really had the most UFC, uh, UFC success at all. And uh, Dalby has actually been knocked down so many times in his UFC career, once against Darren Till, Zach Cummings, Peter Sabata, who's a grappler, and Jesse Ronson, who ended up following it up with a rear naked choke. So it's a lean towards the underdog, Claudia Silva, more paths to victory. But I hate the fight. I hate the pick. Um, it's just because of, I think this should be like the 7,700, 8,500 type of fight. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it just seems too wide. Before we get into our straight up fight picks, do well let's show could be over to head head over to the odd shopper YouTube channel to check out this week's episode of Takedown City as myself and Pete break down the betting slate for UFC London. Also, Bellator 283. And of course, we're giving away a free week of our betting subscription over on that odd shopper video. All you got to do is leave a correct pick in the chat. Be sure to check that out over there on the Odd Shopper oh YouTube God. channel. As uh, of course, you can see it right there on the screen. And check out uh, myself and Pete over there. Lo loving that thumbnail. Loving that thumbnail. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm saying, oh my God. Even, even, though, even though my wife goes, um, they, they do realize your head is way bigger than Pete's. <laughs> I go, I go, yes. I, I said, I go, honey, yes. Me and Pete, I sometimes I might tell Pete before we start recording, hey, man, can you uh, move your uh, camera down a little bit so my head doesn't look just like gigantic next to yours? The oh, amount goodness. of editing can shrink the yeah, size right. of Jason's head, unfortunately. It's, I got it's a big dome, man. We all wish. So now, like, now, now all the <laughs> listeners know like the, the dirty, dark secret about Jason. Um, I don't I know if you saw this. The, they're, they're, dude. They see this face. They know I got a big dome. <laughs> Do you see Sam's over under? Appreciate the super chat, Sam, and everybody out there tuning into Ooh. our show. We truly appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. If you can hit that like button, get us to 150 likes. It does a lot for the channel, and it lets Stochastic know that you enjoy our material. So really, it, it really helps. Samuel, Samuel, boy, are you getting into liquor a little early today? I think he's been on a bender past three weeks. Uh, <laughs> Nine and a half? I'm saying under. Who would say over? Sam. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I mean, I mean, look, like, if you told me the number was seven and a half, I think at that point it's an interesting potential overplay. But nine and a half, yeah, Sam, come on, man. Wasn't it? Did didn't he say two and a half last week? I think he did, yeah. That's when I he's like some of my students. I can't compliment him. Then they perform worse. So I just gotta make fun of him and then he's his his numbers are gonna kinda you know get back on track. Uh let's let's get our, our straight up picks before we get the Sam Super Chat here. All right, let's do it. Uh main event. I'm pretty sure we're gonna be on the same page here uh with Tom Aspinall. Rooting for Aspinall. Uh I will go Chris Curtis in the co-main event. I'm gonna go Hermanson. Uh Patty Pimple. Patty. Gustafson. Krilov. 
McCann. McCann. Craig. Ooh, I'm surprised you did that. Craig. Jones. Mason Jones. Jacasey. Jacasey. Wood. Wood. Pierce. Ooh, okay. Amir Khani. Makayev. Makayev. Herbert. Herbert. Mandy. Leonardo. I tell you, this is a volatile, volatile card. <laughs> Dolby. Silva. <laughs> Volatility there. Uh, top two cash. We'll start with Samuel's uh, super chat here. Top two cash for me. Well, Mason has- Jones. Okay. Oh, man. Who would be my number two? Patty Pimlet. Okay, I'm going to say main event has to be 1A and 1B, whether you're getting to Aspinall or you're getting to um, Curtis Blades. Two cheap, five rounds. Um, I'm going to say Mason Jones is uh, going to be a, um, a cash play for me. Top two GPPs for me, I will say Tom Aspinall and uh, I might I might say uh, Casey. Okay, I'm gonna go Mason Jones. Big on Mason Jones this week, and I will actually go with Jai. Yeah, Jai Herbert because understand their volatility, but I think that he can knock him out, and pick up a hundred plus win. In terms of MVP, if he wasn't $23, Nathaniel Wood could be an interesting MVP candidate just because of, you know, potentially, um, you know, maybe he scores takedown after takedown and racks up some points there. Um, you know, looking at some other MVP, I would look at someone. Um, I'd probably look at, I, I, I think I got to look at the main event. Yeah. Either that smaller blades. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely have to. Uh, to me, in terms of underdogs, in terms of GPPs, uh, my my top one would be Paul Craig. I'm going to go Amir Khani. I, I think it's going to be a weird week. We had, what, four underdogs making it to the optimal lineup last week? At least three. Oh, yeah, we had, what, six underdogs went up straight up? Yeah. Say? So it was Dog City, and I think that the dogs are barking as well this week. And... Um, it's going to be some interesting matchups, man. Favorite inside the distance. Great question. I think it's it's a Craig Ozmir fight. I'm going to say Tom Aspinall personally. Yeah. Uh, top optimal play. I mean, I, that's really hard to. It's, I mean, like, there's fights I look at. I think the main event you got to look at because, I mean, the uh, both of them have just how they win the fight. I would say they're either one, whoever wins is optimal. Yeah. So for me, main event seems like it's going to be optimal. Herbert Nelson's a one where I'm going to be getting a ton of exposure as well. Um, and Vulcan and Vulcan Ozdemir and Paul Craig, like, those three seem to really stick out to me. Top leverage play, I, it, to me right now, it's the Olsmere Craig fight as uh, both of them are getting fairly fairly low ownership. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably going to be more than that. Top dart plays. Charles Johnson. Complete That's the, draw. That, that was the name that, that was uh, kind of my mind there, too. Uh, also, uh, Samuel's got a super chat. He goes, Pete, how do you set up your groups? Do you fill it in for uh, six spots or leave one out? 
Love the thumbnail guys. How do I set up my groups? Do I fill it up all spec? No. So no, I don't do that. I want to make sure that I'm not constricting fantasy cruncher too much because if I'm constricting it too much, then I'm kind of putting all of my eggs in, you know, centralizing my focus. And this is a random fight, random game. So that's where you need randomness to come into play as well. I like to target, say there's three fights, like those three fights I just mentioned. I will probably put all six of those fighters in a group on stochastic.fantasycruncher.com and ask Cruncher to give me at least two of those six mm -hmm. fighters. And then I will differentiate by getting to randomness and leaving salary on the table and whatnot. But great question, Sam. Yeah, leaving salary on the table is always a, a good idea there. Of course, appreciate everyone tuning in here for the Stochastic.com MMA Strategy Show. We'll be back on Saturday morning for Live Before Lock, 11 a.m. each time. So we will appreciate you tuning in here on Saturday. Of course, uh, if you're uh, watching the show after the fact, leave a comment in the comment section below. If you're listening to it on the podcast, leave that rating or review. That really does help us a lot as well. Huge thanks to our sponsor, Prize Picks, and we will talk to you on Saturday for Live Before Lock. Have a good afternoon, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.